Well, welcome everybody to the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your hosts, Alex and Tucker, and this week is going to be pretty much all F1. So uh, we had the first uh, running of the Formula One Grand Prix of Miami, uh, which was, it's basically a street circuit, but it's kind of interesting in that it's, the vast majority of it is essentially uh, repurposed giant parking lot. <laughs> so yeah. the 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 track was basically centered around the Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play in Miami, and uh, used kind of large large portions of the parking lot in the surrounding area. Um, so it made for some some entertaining kind of aerial shots. And uh, yeah, yeah, those were actually pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. And then you, there was parts where like there was like a high, you know, the the track went under like one of the highways and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Uh, so it was pretty pretty cool uh, aesthetically. And then there's some kind of cheesy stuff like the um, like the fake marina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where they they basically like the infield. Uh, well, part of the you know quote unquote <laughs> infield was basically they painted painted it to look like a little marina and then yeah. they they brought in like uh uh little you know kind of mini yachts essentially to, to sit in the marina. yeah yeah so i'm, I'm pretty... sure they were probably like you know boats that you could purchase for you know out on the ocean or something because i do remember yeah. one of their aerial shots was like these really nice boats just cruising in between you know, the strip of land and the ocean. And I was like, actually that oh, yeah. does look pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so it, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was very much like a star studded event. Um, I was reading an article today about like some of the, the high end uh, like suites and stuff and like the paddock club, which mm-hmm. is, which is basically the kind of viewing area above the, above the pits it was mm-hmm. like twenty thousand dollars a ticket. <laughs> wow, that is a yeah, lot. It's just crazy. So, um, mm. so it was pretty interesting. And the uh, the free practice session and kind of lead up to the race was not without a bit of drama. Um, Carlos signed, actually, yeah, you know, there there was um, quite a quite a bit of crashing. I mean, honestly, yeah. you know, a lot of spin. so. Yeah, and my I guess, you know, my initial thoughts on the circuit when it was announced, I I thought, oh, this will be really cool. And then mm-hmm. kind of thought to myself once I learned a little bit more, oh, this is actually a converted parking lot. Right. And then I thought, well, maybe that's not gonna be as cool. Mm-hmm. Um but then, you know, once I saw the the track and in practice Maybe it was because it wasn't quite rubbered in or everybody was getting used to it, but it was like, God, there was a lot of spins and yeah. crashing going on. I thought this I wonder what the wonder what the boys think of this. Are they just like this thing is this is a circus or yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's a good question. The because it is it's not a dedicated Formula One track, right? So mm-hmm. it's, there's gonna be you know, it's gonna be probably a little bumpy in areas and it's a track none of the drivers have driven in real life before. So, you know, you can, you can get a certain amount of information off of like, you know, predictive modeling and stuff like that. Yeah. There were actually simulations. Yeah. I I think they had us, they had a, um, a version of the track available to, to drive in like the, the 
the Formula One 2022 video game. So I think okay. a lot of drivers were actually practicing on their sim rigs to learn the track a bit. But still, I mean, that, that can only go so far. So I think a lot of drivers were kind of finding out the limits of 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 their cars, you know, in real yeah. time. And also the track temperatures, you know, Miami in May, in May was, I think on race day at least, it was like 50 degrees Celsius. So it was yeah. pretty hot. So, I mean, tires were not lasting as long as people expected. You know, you maybe didn't have as much grip as you thought. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so combine that with what at least visually to me looked like a fairly narrow course, almost like a Monaco-esque you know, yeah. not a lot of width to pass and, and move around. Uh, I agree. And there's no runoff areas because it's a street course. So, you know, if you get in trouble, you're just into a wall. Yeah. And and that's what happened. So as you mentioned, you know, a few people spun out, but uh, Carlos signs um, in either free practice one or two. And then Esteban Ocon free practice three, both crashed at the same exact turn. And, there was some controversy because after Carlos crashed, where he crashed was basically into this concrete barrier um, called a geoberg bar- or geobrug barrier, and there's basically no give. It's it's just a concrete wall. Yeah. And so he said he went to the to the race director after that free practice session and said, you know, this isn't safe. Uh, I, you know, that crash was a lot bigger than it should have been given how, you know, the relative slow speed I was going. Um, you should put in what they call a tech pro barrier, which is if you've ever seen a crash into the wall and you see polystyrene go flying, those are tech pro barriers. So they're kind of energy dispersal barriers that are, are meant to lessen the impact. And he said, you know, you should put in tech pro barriers there because, uh, you know, he wasn't the only one you know, that got a little wonky in that turn. Yeah. Well, overnight, they didn't do anything. They didn't put in the tech pro barriers. And then Ocon crashed in the exact same spot in free practice three. And his crash actually measured up to 51 G, which is a pretty significant crash. And uh, he was, he said he was pretty sore the rest of the race weekend. He said he felt only about 50% on race day, which is pretty incredible given the drive he did, which we'll get to. But, um, so it was it was interesting because you know this was kind of thinking back on you know so far this season you know when we had the race in Jeddah when there was the missile strike on the on the refinery nearby you know there was a big drivers meeting and we kind of talked about how maybe some of the drivers concerns weren't really <laughs> listened to yeah. too much and now this is another case where you know drivers have said hey we need this to be safer and people you know, the race organizers kind of just ignored it. So, yeah. Yeah. And and it's one of those things, you know, when it comes to, you know, safety, it's really not, it's just not something you want to mess around with. You know, those are the guys that are out on track. They're the experts. They kind of know where the risks are, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm, I'm not sure if, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's something that they put in for and just, it didn't Mm -hmm. happen. And so they need to, yeah kind of figure out what the issue was but um yeah yeah. it's it's curious i mean in a race that you know i'm sure costs hundreds of millions of dollars to to organize and construct and whatnot i can't imagine that would have added much to the cost of 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 it and yeah so you know it kind of disappointing in that but uh 
that was kind of in the lead up to the race. And then um, we had qualifying, which uh, kind of the usual suspects, as you say, <laughs> yeah. uh, on top. Uh, so Charles and Carlos locked out the front row for Ferrari, which was the first time since I think Mexico in 2019. Um, Max managed uh, third and then Sergio Perez fourth. Uh, and then a really good showing from Valtteri Botas. He qualified fifth, which I think was Alfa yeah. Romeo's highest qualification in a long time. Um, and yeah. uh, so that was pretty impressive. Didn't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but something on the last lap, Max was on a flying lap. And, yeah. um, and I, I, I initially thought it was some kind of powertrain failure or something, but mm-hmm. I think maybe he lost it in a turn or something a little bit he, and then just kind of off. abandoned it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He, he went, he went off in one of the turns and basically just abandoned the lap. And, and by the time he got to the finish line, he, the, the session was over. So he wasn't able to get yeah. another flying lap. And, Oh, I, I, I did want to mention because it, it's kind of germane to the, to the race itself is Esteban Ocon technically technically was last in qualifying because his from that impact that I mentioned in free practice three he cracked his chassis so they they had to basically get a new um, a new chassis for him to to race with so um, I do I do remember I don't know if it was who who the member of of the team was but I remember after that crash. <laughs> There was a camera on his face. Mm-hmm. He was just shaking his head like, not <laughs> yeah. again, man, not again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it was a, I mean, it was a pretty impressive repair job for Alpine to, to get him a car up and running, yeah. uh, you know, in a day, basically. So we get on to, to race day and, you know, Charles gets a pretty good start off the line. But I think this is one of those tracks, you know, the, the Ferraris are set up more for kind of uh, downforce and grip in the corners, whereas we know the Red Bulls are more straight line speed. And within... Yeah, and, with, go ahead. Yeah, and on this track, you had what seemed like a 10-mile straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> which yeah. really played in the, the yeah. advantage of the Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah, know? I... You know, and 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 at one point, Christian Horner even mentioned, you know, that Charles was quicker, I think, in the first and second sectors, but that Max was quite a bit quicker in the third, and yeah. and so it was really kind of a matter of time once you realized that this track was really more suited to the Red Bull. Max overtook Charles for the lead, and uh, and really started kind of driving away. I mean, for most of the race, he was kind of gone. Charles really not able to to put up much of a fight. And so most of the race, the interesting part of the race for me up until um, kind of an interesting sequence of events at, at like lap 40 something that we'll get to was kind of in the mid pack. Um, you yeah, had, I agree with that. You had, you had Esteban Ocon who started in 20th, really fighting his way, you know, progressively further and further up the field um, to where he ended up finishing in eighth, which was, I mean, what yeah, a phenomenal drive. Him, yeah. yeah, so Esteban Ocon had a, a phenomenal drive, um, as did uh, Alex Albon, actually, in, in, mm-hmm. the, uh, in the Williams. So that was, uh, he got ninth, which, you know, two more points for Williams, which is pretty impressive. Um, 
And Lance Stroll snuck in there in 10th for Aston Martin. And he Stroll is interesting because it seemed like he was involved in about four different crashes <laughs> in the course <laughs> of the race. Uh, he and uh, who was it, Alonzo? I think somebody he and somebody went like really side to side smacking each other. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was either no, it was um, it was Kevin Magnuson in the Haas. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Man, the Haas, yeah, there was some epic bit f- battling going on. <laughs> yeah, no, they were they weren't messing I'm sure around. Good there was like boys, don't put it into the wall. <laughs> yeah, the the other the other interesting one, um, yeah, the the other one that was interesting to me was that so Lewis Hamilton qualified sixth, and his teammate yeah. George Russell qualified twelfth, but then at the end of the day on Sunday, Russell was fifth, and Lewis hadn't changed; he was still sixth. So. Russell had a pretty yeah. big drive to go from twelfth to fifth, mm-hmm. and Lewis just stayed in sixth. <laughs> and I think I think Russell called it. You know, he he was out on I don't know what he started on. Maybe it was hards, but yeah, it was a tire like, strategy just, thing. Yeah, let's just might as well just wait and see if there's a a safety car, and then there was, and so it gave them yeah. the opportunity to come in. Yeah, um, you know when that I I, can't, I don't know if it was when that happened, but. I was super impressed with um, Red Bull making the call to bring uh, Sergio in mm-hmm. and uh, put on the mediums. He 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 almost got caught out though by uh, <laughs> Botas. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was close. close. <laughs> yeah, it but, was really um, close. Yeah, I I was uh, it, that 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 call by Russell, like you mentioned, was so. I just was so impressed. Like this is a young guy, but his racecraft and strategy was so spot mm-hmm. on. Uh, yeah, you know he's because he, he knew like th- there's nothing to lose. Like we're trying to work our way up in the ranks here. Yeah, there's nothing to lose, and people have been crashing throughout all of the practices all weekend yeah. long. Like something he, is bound to give here. Yeah, he was like <laughs> Latifi is going to put it into the wall at some point, <laughs> and then we'll make our move. But surprisingly, it wasn't Latifi. So he, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it was a really bizarre crash. So, so was it Gasly coming out of the pit or something like that? Uh, oh, it was, it, it was uh, Gasly had some kind of issue with his steering. And I don't know if it was just, yeah, if it was just like the tires were given out or what, but, but he ended yeah. up out on the paint. Yeah. He came back on. He rejoined the track. Yeah. Like he didn't see Lando. And so yeah, he, and I and I think I think yeah, probably that's kind of what happened because I think Lando was aware of him because Lando yeah, Lando saw him, mm-hmm. yeah, and doing that. And I think it, I don't think it was really anybody's fault. It just kind of turned into a complete yeah the disaster. Is, yeah, the timing is kind of perfect for the crash. So Gasly comes yeah. rejoins the course. Uh, Nor- Lando goes to pass him. Gasly moves over a bit more to his left. So that um, Lando's right rear tire hits Gasly's, I think, front left, and just immediately the 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 tire kind of flattens out and goes rolling <laughs> rolling off the yeah. ring down the track. Yeah, just hopping. and Lando's just pirouetting down yeah. the middle of the circuit, and luckily he doesn't yeah. hit a wall, so he was I, I totally so fine. Too. I agree. Uh, he was totally fine. Gasly was fine. Um, damaged his car, obviously. Um, so he ended up, you know, he ended up not finishing um, quite mm-hmm. a few DNFs actually this race. So 
um, Ju and Alfa Romeo DNF'd Lando, yeah. Gasly, Vettel ended up getting hit um, and spun around, and he couldn't continue because he had damage to his side pod. Um, Magnuson mm-hmm. as well DNF. So kind of a not unsurprising given we saw in, in the free practices, just tight course, you know, circuit that people aren't New, familiar yeah. with. Um, you know, so some shenanigans were, were bound to happen. Um, you know, and honestly, when um, when Perez came back in, that I actually got really excited there at the end of the race. I I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to expect about this race, and I thought it was fairly interesting in the um, beginning, just kind of as things got sorted. And then actually, there was a lot of kind of mid-pack and lower-pack action um, yeah. in the middle of the race. So that that was actually super entertaining. Yeah, and then at the end with the with the safety car, mm-hmm. um, Charles was. I just was like, man, he's gonna yeah. get past he's Max. Get this this that, guy's, you know, this is great. That's, and that's so exactly it. Yeah, duking so it out, and then I the thought safety car sure. tightened everything up, and yeah. to the point that that Charles, I think at one point was in like point three or point four seconds of him, and you're like, oh, just get yeah. to the next, get to the next DRS zone, well, you can pass him. You know, and that, and, and that's just it. Like you were saying, even even with um, you know the drag reduction system, the Red Bull was just so fast. So fast. Straight. <laughs> it yeah, it's, no, that that was the thing. Like you expected, it was kind of crazy because I think you you know they had the real time split uh, on the side of the screen, and you're like, okay, Gasly's or I'm sorry, not Gasly, Charles is within like half a second going into the DRS zone. And then by the end of the DRS zone, he's at like 0.7 seconds. You're like, wait, he lost time? <laughs> like, this, this yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, you, I, I was honestly kind of waiting for, you know, <laughs> a Red Bull uh, maintenance issue or something. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, and Chico did have a little bit of, <laughs> I know. Uh, he had that one lap where he, he lost like three or four seconds yeah. uh, with like, a power unit issue, but they, they seem to sort it pretty quickly. And then he was just back, you know, yeah. back at it. Um, so well, I honestly, had a little hope that Max was going to DNF, but <laughs> it didn't happen, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting because, you know, Checo really, he got to a point where he, he almost could have taken it from, from Carlos. He, he was he close, broke late and just mm-hmm. went past him. And I think at yeah. that point, you know, it was a flat spot. He was yeah. out on the paint. It was that was kind of it. But yeah. if, had he gotten around him, he, you know, he might have ended up, uh, you know, taking third. So it was actually a good. It was actually a good read by Carlos going into that because it was a tight right hander, and Perez broke late, like you said, locked yeah. up, and then Carlos broke and dipped inside of him, and then set himself yeah. up perfectly for the next corner and was, and was kind of gone. And it was, it was gone, never, never yeah. close after that. Um, but so, you know, just again, you know, shout out to Perez, man. That guy just has been getting done this year. You yeah, know, yeah, he's, he, he's been that second driver they've been on the hunt for for what feels mm-hmm. like years and years at this point. Yep, he's he's consistently in the mix. He's soup. Yep. You know, he's. I don't mean to overuse the word, but to me, like the he's the epitome of consistent. You give him a car, yeah. and if there's not a mechanical issue. He's going to get you a solid result. He may not be winning, but yeah, he's going to be but, in contention for the podium every time. 
Yeah, and that's and that really is helpful for strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they that's know the they know what to expect. You know, you know he's, he's not, not down a, in 16th place, so he can do an right. undercut. He can. He's not. He's not like of, what Botas was at Mercedes at times, where it's like, okay, he's he dropped back to seventh after the first lap, and then he couldn't make his way back up to help Lewis defend yeah. anything. Or uh, Alex Albon with them and Pierre mm, Gasly, you know, just out. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no, he's 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 kind of the mature he's kind of the mature teammate that that they've needed for Max, and and he's consistently showing it. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think that partnership with as good as the Red Bull car is seemingly under the new regulations, I think could be just a real force for the next yeah. you know number of years. Um, well, one one of the things I wanted to just mention that I thought was really interesting one of the early laps of the race everybody's coming down that straight mm-hmm. okay and they're all in a big line and there are these trees that are next to the track oh and they've yeah. gotta be probably like 40 maybe 40 feet tall 30 feet tall mm-hmm. and they are shaking like they are in a hurricane yeah getting sucked toward the track and what i thought was, I was interesting trying... about that was yeah. um you know when you you know, we talk about this year trying to make it more competitive mm-hmm. so that cars could do passing, you know, mm-hmm. clearing some of that kind of wake turbulence mm-hmm. so that, you know, cars can get a little bit better grip, get Close around burn. them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, man, that that's like, you could, you could really see that in action because all of that mm-hmm. garbage air is just getting shot up and it is complete yeah. chaos above these cars. Like, yeah. Yeah, in the air we can't see it normally, but yeah, because of those no, trees is like, oh my god, that is yeah, crazy. It was, <laughs> it was funny because I know exactly the shot you're talking about. There was because it it was a fairly tight <laughs> shot of the cars, and you could see the heat coming off the track. But then it looked like yep. there was like debris, and I was like, what in the mm-hmm. heck is all this? Like it was like kind of like white debris on the track, and I was like, what is that? And then they widened the shot out, and I saw like all the trees. And I was like, Oh, those are leaves on the track. Cause it's, they're just being, cause you're right. Like they're just being like sucked down. And then when the cars are past them, they kind of bounce back up, you know, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. It, well, it just shows you, you know, at that point, those cars, they were on a straight. So it was, they're probably doing 180, 190. Yeah. It exactly. just shows I mean, you the amount of air being displaced and how, how violently it's being <laughs> displaced by these cars. If they're, if there are any birds nesting in those trees, man, they want to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was a bit, ultimately, I think for me, it was a little bit, if we hadn't had the safety car, it would have been very processional like Monaco, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aside from a little bit of the mid pack scrapping, I think that the top, you know, top six were pretty much settled. But uh, but ultimately, it was a really fun race because that safety car, because it made the last 10 or so laps until until maybe like with about five laps left, you 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 knew that Max, unless he made a mistake, was pretty much not getting caught. Um, but yeah. It made it much more interesting. So all in all, I thought the race yeah. was, was pretty good. But I, I'm curious, as the first Miami GP, you know, what was your kind of thoughts overall about the weekend? You know, I think I, I think I set my expectations pretty low for this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and that's just probably stemming from, you know, reading about the track, kind of learning like, oh, this is, this is a converted parking lot. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there are tracks in the world, like, you know, road America, mm-hmm. um, spa. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's plenty of tracks in the world, which are just like, why would you not race there? I mean, yeah. that's, yeah arguably a wonderful racetrack and so it's on one hand you know my the the bar was set really low and by the end of the night once i kind of finished watching the race i was you know reasonably impressed i thought it was a fun race to watch um Mm -hmm. you know obviously with these street circuits and there's no room for runoff you 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 really do end up with a lot of safety cars or virtual safety cars so that kind of introduces um a a little bit of drama and but it is also kind of at the expense of um safety and right and things like that so i i recognize from you know one hand it's it is nice to see we're kind of reaping the the dividends of f1 becoming more popular in the u.s and Mm -hmm. you know seeing some more engagement in the united states with some of these circuits and i and i recognize that you know a place like miami a place like las vegas are venues that perhaps allow a lot of people to participate in one way or the other even if maybe you don't get you know paddock seats right um and so that is kind of engaging the fan base whereas you know if you you sent the teams to like you know, in uh, Austin, Texas, outside of the city, or let's say, you know, Road America, or where, wherever else in the United States where you've got some good tracks that are just not, the, the venue doesn't quite fit. Right. Um, and so I think I think the street circuit possibilities are, are really kind of endless in the country. And so maybe, you know, maybe they could move around. I, I think as long as we do it to the extent where we can actually see some you know, technical racing, it's probably something that I'm okay with. It it makes me a little nervous sometimes with, uh, like we were talking, like you were talking at the beginning, just with the driver's safety. I mean, we're surrounded by concrete barriers going 160 miles an hour. Right. Um, You know, you'd rather have them going off into gravel traps or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I do feel like when you, when you look at a track like spa, you know, who ends up winning that track tends to be very technical and it's Mm -hmm. all on the driver and the race car. Yeah. Whereas with the street circuits, it's, it is fun to watch as a, as a viewer because there's all these shenanigans and stuff that go on. But, uh, but a lot of who wins it does seem to sometimes just kind of come down to uh, who, who wasn't involved in the crash. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I, it's so, funny. You know, it's nice to have a mix of both, I guess. Yeah it 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 creates some some different you know some different visual locales. Like it's cool to see a race happening in the middle of a city or something like that. Mm-hmm. I will say that as I've the longer I've watched when I first started watching F one, I loved the street circuits, and I actually mm-hmm. thought like the dedicated tracks were not that exciting. Um, and I start watching Formula One in earnest, you know, in the midst of the Mercedes dominance. So, yeah. you know, those and, and that's where Mercedes shined was like 
crap, you go to Silverstone, Lewis is away, and then it's just him yeah. on first Sunday drive. You know, that was kind of my, I liked the street circuits because there was some chaos introduced because yeah. of what you said. Oh, for sure. But as time yeah. has gone on and I've watched more, I've I've come to appreciate the dedicated Formula One tracks more because I think when you have runoff areas, when you have gravel traps instead of just a concrete wall, I think the drivers are willing to be more aggressive and push their cars more. I agree with you. And then you get more exciting racing. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, one of the things, you know, when you, when you look at those tracks, I think in the past couple of years, uh, they have been actually fairly processional and it's probably going to change now with the new regulations, Um, you know, passing being a little bit more, you know, easier things like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, perhaps um, it's a little bit of a different different equation now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I I hope it does make the street circuits more interesting. You know, we've had Jetta, which you know is. It, I I'm curious to see how the only street circuits we've had this this year have been like the newer ones, like Jetta and um and Miami. So I'm curious to see how like an old school street circuit, like, you know, at least one that drivers are used to, like Monaco or Singapore, you know, how those how those play out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it'll be I think it'll be really interesting. But I thought overall, like Miami, I'm with you. I didn't have much expectation for the race. I was, you know, as as a as as an American, I was just kind of hoping it wasn't a shit show. You know, it's, it's like. I have a, I have enough like civic pride that I'm like please, <laughs> I agree. Just let it be a decent race, and I think yeah, it was. I a agree. Race. And I think yeah, I agree with that. The from from what I've read about the actual uh, experience of going there and seeing it, it sounds like the event was put on pretty well. Um, there wasn't some massive you know ten hour long traffic snarl to get into or out of it. And, yeah. Um, I think and that, that makes sense with, you know, where the dolphins play. I mean, right. It's set up for pres- large, yeah, large moving people in and out. So that's yeah, a good so, point. So I, I think it was, it was put on well. I think the race was reasonably entertaining for what it was. I, I think it was just as entertaining as, you know, Jetta or any other race, you know, any other street yeah. circuit. So I, I think, you know, ultimately that's pretty impressive for, uh, you know, for a, the first race at a new venue. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I think credit to the organizers of the race for, for putting on a, a respectable showing. And we come out of this with basically the title fight totally on, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, because both good Ferrari point. and Red Bull scored really good points. Um, and, and so both, both teams are, are right in the mix of it. I'm trying to see where we're going. Uh, so Spanish, we're going to, Catalonia for the Spanish GP okay. on May 22nd. So in a couple of weeks. So, so we're off next week. So uh, next week we may or may not have a show. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to be going to New York city, my wife and I. Uh, and so we might be off next week unless we can find a time to, to, to meet up and chat, but uh, we'll, we'll keep you, we'll keep you updated. Um, be sure to check us out on, on Instagram at the Blofeld podcast for show updates and good place to interact with us. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to um, uh, subscribe to us and, and uh, rate us on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. 
And uh, we'll keep you updated on if we got a show next week. If not, we'll definitely be back uh, for the Spanish GP. Um, and and uh, we appreciate you all for listening. We'll see you hopefully next week.